Welcome to Horty Springer's Health Law Expressions podcast on a segment we like to call the Kickback Chronicles. I'm Henry Cassell. And I'm Hala Mazoffer. We invite you to kick back and relax as we dive into this week's case. The title of today's podcast is Proof of Vaccination Required, and you'll soon find out why. But first, let's uh, review a little history about the COVID virus. As we are all too familiar, COVID COVID-19 has been with us since January of 2020, and in March of 2020, it was declared a national emergency, and we all recall hunkering down in our homes, working remotely, and all the aggravation that went along with those very dark days of the beginning of COVID. Then we began to see some light when in December of 2020, the FDA authorized three vaccines for emergency use. Now, all COVID vaccines are purchased by the U.S. government for administration by participating providers through the CDC's COVID-19 vaccination program. The government then contracted with certain companies to print official CDC COVID vaccination cards according to certain CDC government specifications. The CDC COVID vaccination program then required healthcare providers to provide patients with an official COVID vaccination card, which is to be used to identify that the individual has actually been vaccinated against COVID. Now, as a practical matter, as we broadcast today in July of 2022, the need for a COVID vaccination card varies from state to state and will even vary within a state depending upon the prevalence of the COVID infection. For example, in January of 2020, when I visited my children in Chicago, I could not get into a restaurant without a mask and proof of vaccination. By the time my son graduated college in June of 2020, just six months later, proof of, va- of COVID was, vaccination was no longer required and masks were a thing of the past. However, a recent trip to Europe reminded me that there is a real and current need for a valid current COVID vaccination card. While no negative COVID tests are not currently required, although COVID BA5 variant may change that in the not too distant future. The last hurdle standing between me and my long awaited vacation in Spain was proof of COVID vaccination. The only documentation required for entry was a current valid CDC issued COVID vaccination card. I was amazed that my COVID vaccination card made my entry into Spain easier than getting into my mother-in-law's assisted living facility. So, to summarize, there remains a need for COVID vaccination cards. That need may drive some individuals to take unlawful actions to obtain a COVID vaccination card. And the two cases we're going to discuss today both involve attempts to fill that need in an unlawful manner. One case involved a forged COVID vaccination card, while the other involves stolen vaccination cards. While forgery and theft are usually state crimes, The involvement of the federal government in the COVID vaccination distribution and COVID vaccination card process has transformed those unlawful acts into federal crimes. The involvement of the federal government also means the federal agents will investigate any alleged wrongdoing and lying to a federal law enforcement agent carries separate penalties. So, Hala, why don't you tell us about the first case we're going to talk about? Yeah, so our first case today focuses on Tammy 
Tammy McDonald, a registered nurse who was the director of nursing and a skilled nursing facility in South Carolina that uh, served as a COVID-19 vaccine provider. So working at a COVID vaccine provider, McDonald had access to COVID vaccines and the corresponding COVID vaccination cards. Each COVID vaccination card required the person giving the vaccine to provide specific information, including the patient's name, date of birth, name of the manufacturer of the COVID vaccine, the date you got it, the dose number, lot number, and uh, the location where the vaccine was administered. Now, in June 2021, McDonald completed this information and provided COVID vaccination cards for several individuals, individuals that she knew had not received a COVID vaccine as noted on the cards. Based on the indictment, it's not clear how many fake vaccination cards Nurse McDonald filled out that day, but as we've seen in the past on the Kickback Chronicles, breaking the law is breaking the law. The number of fraudulent vaccination cards only affects the ultimate penalty. It doesn't affect the underlying violation of federal law. About a month later in July 2021, one of the people whom Nurse McDonald had already provided a fraudulent COVID vaccination card needed a replacement. So again, Nurse McDonald violated federal law and filled out another card for him, again with the knowledge that he had not received the vaccine as noted on his vaccine card. As you can imagine, fake COVID vaccination cards would be extremely difficult for the government to find in, on their own. The majority of time when you present a COVID vaccination card, no one checks the accuracy of the information. In fact, in some places, you can just show a picture of it on your phone. However, sometime in September 2021, the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control received a complaint that Nurse McDonald was providing false COVID-19 vaccination cards. Following that anonymous tip, in October of 2021, federal agents with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Office of Inspector General, and the FBI decided to follow up and visit McDonald's work. And I don't think it needs to be said, but the OIG and FBI do not just drop by places to have a nice chat about the weather. If they show up somewhere, I think it's safe to assume something is up or they know something. And if they have asked questions, you really only have two options. Shut up or decide to talk and tell the truth. Unfortunately, McDonald did not heed that advice. When these federal agents sat down to speak with her, they told her she was talking to federal agents and they reiterated that lying to federal agents was a crime. Nevertheless, when they asked Nurse McDonald about fraudulent COVID-19 vaccine cards, she stated that she didn't have access to COVID-19 vaccination cards and that she had never provided inaccurate vaccination cards to any individual, even though at the time she knew that statement was false. And she really should have known that it would be pretty easy to prove that she was lying. And that was enough for the FBI. A month later, she was charged with two counts of producing an identification document, one for the initial June cards, and then another one just for that one replacement vaccination card she made in July. And then, on, in addition to that, she was charged with one count of making a false statement for lying to the FBI agents. At the end of June, McDonald ended up pleading guilty to lying to federal agents about the production of fraudulent COVID-19 vaccination cards. She's going to be sentenced in September of 2022, but right now she faces a maximum of five years in federal prison, a fine of up to $250,000, restitution, and then three years of supervision following any term of imprisonment. On top of that, Nurse McDonald still has an active nursing license in South Carolina and hasn't made it onto the OIG's list of excluded providers, but both of those are more than likely to change following her guilty plea. 
Now, we want to compare Nurse McDonald's crime and punishment to another recent case involving stolen va vaccination cards by two knuckleheads that, by the name of Dino Rendi and his brother, or his cousin, I'm sorry, uh, Francis. Dino was pulled over for speeding in Utah. During the subsequent traffic stop, he showed police a Pennsylvania uh, driver's license. However, Dino smelled like marijuana, and the officers could see another New Jersey ID in his wallet. Dino, thereupon, when they asked him about the New Jersey ID, Dino told the police officers that the New Jersey ID was a fake. Uh, the police then searched his vehicles and found, among other things, 18 COVID vaccination cards. On the spot, Dino admitted that Francis Rendy, his cousin, had stolen the vaccination cards from a clinic in our hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Dino then consulted to allow the police to freely search his phone. The police officers found a text message exchange with an individual raging to buy five of the stolen vaccination cards. Dino and Francis were then charged with a slew of different crimes. Earlier this month, both Dino and Francis entered into a plea agreement where they, pled, where they agreed to plead guilty to misdemeanor conspiracy to steal or convert government property. As part of their plea agreement, both admitted that between March 20, 2021 and August 2021, Francis Rendy stole at least 20 CDC vaccination cards they sent to Dino, and they intended to use and sell the stolen cards for $50 apiece. They were both sentenced to 36 months probation and ordered to pay $500 in restitution. Now, we think that it's important to note that Francis and Dino were not in the same position of trust and authority as Nurse McDonald. In addition, while they may not have been the sharpest knives in the drawer, unlike Nurse McDonald, Dino and Francis were smart enough not to lie to the police let alone lie to federal agents after being warned that lying is a separate federal offense. As a result, Nurse McDonald was punished much more severe, severely than were Dino and Francis. While, as Hala said, it appears that Nurse McDonald still has an active nursing license, we won't be surprised if that license is suspended following her conviction, and the OIG will also will often usually use the a federal fraud conviction to exclude the individual from all health care programs, which will essentially render Nurse McDonald unemployable by any entity that participates in the Medicare and Medicaid program during the period of her exclusion, and generally for a felony, that exclusion is a minimum of five years. So this is a complicated yet important area of the law, and it's necessary to have a good grasp of these laws and legal issues in order to avoid becoming the target of an investigation, or worse yet, a future episode on the Kickback Chronicles. If you want to learn more about fraud and abuse laws, the No Surprises Act, and much more, we invite you to join myself, Dan Mulholland, and Mary Paterni in our hospital physician contracts and compliance program. Uh, the next one will be held in Las Vegas, Nevada from November 17th to 19, 2022, and thereafter we repeat the program annually, updating it each year. Thanks for listening and tune in next time to the Kickback Chronicles to keep learning from this fortune of others.